0: Now even the first therapist that was just like, "I understand that you're hurting. I understand that this is painful, but it's not going to change the event. So therefore, you have two choices. You can sit in this pain and anguish, or you can move, you can go, you can get better, and you can move on because it's so much nicer here.
1: I am Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed therapist, host of this podcast, Boundaries and Grace and leader of my practice reattach my mission is to help you shift to secure attachment uprooting anxiety and avoidance replacing with clarity and peace you will shift
0: Hi, my name is Alexandria, and we have worked in several different capacities. We did one-on-ones together. Yeah. We've done retreats together. And now I am on your reattached team, and I'm super excited about that. So exciting.
1: So just give us the tea. Why did we start working together? What was happening? And when was it? When what was it, do you think? Couple? How many months?
0: Um... I think that we started working together actually during quarantine. Um, and 2021? I, what was going on at the time? It's 2021. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and the tea, all the tea. I'll give you a abridged <laughs> version of the tea. Um, but it was during a really not so good time in my life. I was going. Through a recent breakup and I just, I could not let go. I had a lot of stuff with my family and I was like, no, I need to, I need to fix this because Mm -hmm. only I can fix this. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did a lot of research and then I think it was God. God just threw you on my Instagram page one day and I was like, I just, I just like her. It's about her. I just like her. Let me give her a call. And I had been praying about it for a while and just kind of praying like, God, please, can you just help me get through this? Help me get through mm-hmm. this. I'm not able to get over it alone. Mm-hmm. I need help with this. And I did research on therapists and I just couldn't find one that I liked. And just one day, just you just came right across my face just and I was like, up. oh.
1: Hello, algorithm. (laughs) Shout out to the Instagram algorithm who hears all of your internal thoughts that you don't tell anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, let's drip a little more tea on this. What was so bad about this, about this relationship? Like, why was why? Why were we even in this situation? A bridge version, but like, what was a bridge
0: version of being in this situation is because I was Super anxious about it, so mm-hmm. I allowed myself to be in a situation that was not was clearly not working for me. Mm-hmm. And now hindsight's twenty twenty. It's you know when I was in that situation, I knew it wasn't working, and I couldn't let go. I just couldn't stop, mm-hmm. and I couldn't accept things for what they were. Mm-hmm. So acceptance was a really big part of it, and um, I think. It also um, expressed yourself, Black man, because you were working with him. I think his name is Kizzle. He is so great. Um, So it was the both of you that kind of gave me a new perspective of what was actually going wrong. Like, and because I was watching his stuff, it led me to your stuff. And it just opened this world for me like, oh, wow, this is why I'm not able to, like, let go as easily as I thought, so I knew what the problem was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to solve it.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um Kizzles, Kizzles in New York too. Did you know, you know mm-hmm. that? well, I'm sure you knew that because y'all talk all the kind of, mm-hmm. y'all kind of all got the same kind of little dialect. Is that what I should call it? Is that inappropriate to call it a dialect? <laughs> I don't even know. That feels. <laughs> the Yorker, I don't. The New
0: Yorker y'all. dialect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay it's really more like accent I think dialect was a little extreme I think that was a I think that was probably a stretch but you know what I'm talking about what was the hardest thing to do in the time that we were working together and how did you ultimately move through it I got was the hardest thing letting it go was that it
0: yeah that was it that was the hardest thing for me was letting it go I knew it was a problem I knew that I wanted to it to stop. I knew I wanted the pain to be over, but I didn't know how to get over that bridge. And I think what helped me to get over that bridge was one-on-one. It was you being very real with me, like, and really saying, we gotta go. We gotta move. So either you kind of, like, accept this thing that has happened, mourn it, because, like, don't push it away, but we have to go because, you like, you gotta get better. We gotta get better, and we have to move on. Cause you can't stay stuck here.
1: Yeah. Part of me wishes that more people who are on this side of the couch, this side of the screen, that are on the professional side. Part of me wishes that more of us on this side would just say that. Like it's like mm-hmm. there really are situations slash relationships. Where, and I'm not talking about marriage, y'all, cause that truly is a different conversation. There's a different layer. So let me just talk about non-marital relationships. There are truly, there are truly dynamics where it doesn't make sense for someone to stay in it if they want a certain kind of life experience. Like there are certain relationships that isn't, it's not going, it's like, what do they say? Like trying to squeeze, almost like trying to squeeze orange juice out of an apple. That's not the, that's not the perfect, like there's a different way to say it, but it's the same concept. Just <laughs> a different, I'm using different fruits, but it's the same concept of like trying to squeeze something out of something that's just not going to give it to you. And I'm like, I, part of me does wish that there were more professional professionals who would just tell people that so that they weren't spinning their wheels, wasting their time, um, trying to make the orange juice come out of an apple.
0: No, that's that's very real. And the way my grandmother used to say it is, trying to squeeze water out of a rock. Yeah, because, like, girl, that's not gonna <laughs> that like bad. you are gonna yeah. be thirsty in the desert, right? By yourself. And tired, like,
1: tired, <laughs> thirsty. The rock ain't talking back to you. Like it's just nothing. <laughs> like nothing's happening, and you're just like mm-hmm. squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And just because you mm-hmm. want it to work doesn't mean it will I think that that is such a simple thing to say but it is truly something that has to sink into your heart and your mind that like oh my gosh just because this is something I desperately want isn't is not going to make it
0: happen that's that's absolutely true and um I would say that no like and I have been in therapy before no therapist had ever said that to me at that time like from the time I was younger and I was in therapy to now even the first therapist that was just like, I understand that you're hurting. I understand that this is painful, but it's not going to change the event. So therefore you have two choices. You can sit in this pain and anguish, or you can move, you can go, you can get better, and you can move on because it's so much nicer here. Working with Taylor is a very... Um, i I like to say it's a it's a very mathematical equation a mm-hmm. plus b yeah. equals c like this is how we get the result now what are yeah. we gonna do
1: exactly I appreciate you saying that because um i that is how i that is my goal in making some things that are generally very emotionally messy very much not because it's actually not when you really look at it um from an objective standpoint like it's just like there's cause and effect certain things produce certain outcomes and it's like that kind of hope for the miracle like hope for the hail mary that get that can keep people stuck in this loop of well maybe well maybe and then i kind of like well you know you're it's a like the gamp the the chances of something making such a um such a wide turnaround are, are small, especially when we're talking about the kind of dynamic that you were in. There's other relationships where there really is a lot more flexibility and a lot more room um, for change. But the two words that I said a lot last season that I haven't said much of this season, because um, anyway, I, haven't said a lot this, I said a lot last season and got it in people's minds that the other person has to be able and willing to actually do something. Otherwise, you are literally, okay. well, you're not literally banging your head against the wall, but you might as well be because you're going to be crying anyway. Overall, what's changed since we started working together?
0: The way I see people and the way I see situations. Um. And it's given me a uh, new perspective on a lot of, a lot of situations that have happened in my life, a lot of things that I held in my heart and couldn't let go of. Um, since we started working together, I think that you see an individual for what it is and not everything is a strike against you. A lot of mm. things that happen in relationships are more to do with the individual than the person that they are in the relationship with and I fi- I found that a lot of times I took it as oh he doesn't want to call me that's a personal strike against me where it was more this individual may be struggling with what's happening in their life or what's going on or even struggling to be in this relationship and be present in it Mm-hmm. So, it is more about that person than it is about me. Now, of course, there are times where it's like, oh man, could I have done better here? Can I have done mm-hmm. better there? Could I have, you know, said something in, more in love to that person? Um, and working on how I speak to people and what I say and mm-hmm. how I take things. But a lot of that changed, a lot of my mindset in that changed.
1: As mm, so not um not internalizing someone else's behavior mm-hmm. and making it about you mm-hmm. that's good that's like it's such a major key that's something that it's like when, if you if, whenever if someone knows that that's that's a goal which it is the goal for everyone that i work with um you keep coming back to that goal because it's like it that's something that doesn't just get taken care of and like with what, with just knowing that you need to not internalize it. It's like an active process. How would you describe for someone who, who relates to what you're talking about? Like they're like, uh, yeah, like I also have that same issue and people tell me to stop taking things personally and I have a, I have a problem with internalizing other people's behavior and I make it about me and it affects my self esteem and it makes me feel anxious. How would you describe to someone how to deal with that? So we understand cuz we understand like what the goal is. Do not internalize and let other people have their own experience and you have yours. But practically speaking, when I am tempted to make someone's behavior about me, what do I need to do in that moment? How would you walk someone through it?
0: From personal experience, I think what I've what I do now is I look at the situation from the outside, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, the situation, and I say that the situation as it is. So a sample, my boyfriend is not calling me as often as he used to. I wonder if I am the problem. I take that scenario and look at it in a more, what is it, a web diagram, kind of situation Mm. I was going to say then but web web diagram what's a
1: web diagram
0: so a web diagram I'm glad you asked (laughs) is when (laughs) is when you put the situation in a circle Mm -hmm. you draw lines and this is from elementary school you draw lines out like outside of that circle around the circle Mm -hmm. and put kind of like things that are happening in that whole scenario so you'll say things Mm. like Oh, Hi. yeah. So you say things like, oh, you know, he he missed calling me because, dang, maybe he didn't make enough this week when he was at work. Maybe he had to work overtime. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is struggling with his own self-esteem because he had a conversation with me the other day about how he feels like he's not doing enough or he, he's not being enough for me. Um things like that, and you put those around the scenario as it's happening and it gives you a broader perspective of what's actually happening. And you then say to yourself, okay, maybe it really isn't about me. But you can also think about, hey, what are some of the things that I could have done to maybe push the situation away? You write those down. And so now I'm looking at these two guys, and I'm seeing, dang, maybe it could be more about him and his struggle mm-hmm. than it is about what is going on relationship wise, mm-hmm. so I find that I do that a lot more with situations to the point now where I don't have to write it down anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very helpful when I'm struggling, but I can do it in my head now. Yeah, and say to myself, "Hey, what could be the cause of this?"
1: Wow, so
0: helpful. so I'm not yeah, so I'm not overthinking or I'm not over analyzing or thinking that it's about me internalizing the situation because. I've realized that nine out of ten times, it's really not about you.
1: Mm-hmm. I I get that. I also, and I think that, I think you'll understand where I'm coming from when I say this. Sometimes we're having these kinds of issues with someone because you shouldn't be with that person. Like, it's just they, incompatible. Like, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> like like there's a reason why you keep having to draw diagrams every night <laughs> it's because y'all are not supposed to, it doesn't even make sense to be together but like if with, with another person in other words another way of thinking another way of thinking about what I just said is there are there are absolutely c- scenarios cases, where you could be the exact same way as you are right now with someone else and mm-hmm. they don't have any issue with it like they are mm-hmm. they, they, they do not have the same complaints so there's so there's so we're talking about two different things that are going on one and one in case a with case a there really are things that you might be doing that are triggering for someone else or that other person or that other person is having their own internal issues that they are projecting into the relationship and it's causing a disruption. That's case A. Case B is that there's actually not necessarily anything, quote unquote, wrong with either person. Like there's not active dysfunction going on. But it, it's just that y'all don't get each other because because you're not compatible with each other. You're just irritating to each other. That is correct. <laughs> that
0: is correct. <laughs> yeah your thoughts any extra commentary on that one there was something that you said in our retreat this year um and it like it really sat with me and I had to write it down I actually just wanted to go get my journal because of it the journal that I had in retreat and it it was what I need is not too much to ask and it comes to me easily
1: Mm -hmm. yes
0: because when you think about that it, that's yeah. a uh, uh, hug, somebody calling you, it may be too much for the next person. hmm But it may not be too much for the right person. Right, right, right. The person that you're actually supposed to be in relationship with. And yes. what I mean by that is not just, you know, like, relationship as in romantic relationship. Even... Family relationships, sibling relationships. For me, I think I draw a lot of Venn diagrams more for my family and less for <laughs> dating mm-hmm. because my family's always going to be my family, and I always want to feel that part of of me. And I strive to be better in those relationships every day, you know. And I think the same thing go for marriages. Something's a little different for marriages. But I realized that when I'm, I start to go to Venn Diagrams for dating, yeah, maybe this is not it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Maybe this is just not it for us. Maybe, and the other thing about in-retreat was maybe it is the capacity that we have for each other. And we just are not a fit, and that's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you end up being just triggered by each other just for being literally who the other... For just for being who yourselves are. I I don't know how to say that, what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like I am, Mm -hmm. we are triggered by each other for being who we are instead of just Mm -hmm. being like, maybe we should stop and let me take myself Mm -hmm. somewhere else. Now, of course, the question that's going to come up for, for some people who are listening is, well, how do I know the difference? And that's where y'all, the pod, this is the limits of the podcast. Okay. Like this is where you cannot (laughs) listen to anybody who's giving like general you know, like talking about general dynamics and apply it to your personal situation. Like, so the question that, what the question might sound like in someone's mind is, how do I know if what I'm asking for is too much? It's very common. I would say it's the top five questions that I get. How do I know if what I'm asking for is too much? That is not a question that you're going to get answered like on this podcast in a, like, so that's something that you should, you should talk to someone in particular about. What we do know generally speaking is that, um, any unresolved issues from the past are affecting the the, the expression of your needs now. Any un, any unresolved issues from the past are affecting the way that you express your needs now. Another way of thinking about that is if I have been um, if I have been thirsty for I feel like we've been talking about water deserts and thirst this this episode has come up a, a few times okay but let's say I've been I've been I've been very thirsty for the last um, for the last 20 years of your life, you've been very thirsty, been very thirsty for affection. No one has really given me affection the way that I've wanted to receive it. Well, when I am in the presence of, or when I, when I, when I believe that I have the opportunity to get something to drink, I am ex- over, ex- I'm typically going to over express my need. It's going to be, a uh, a, um, let's call it an aggressive request because I am so thirsty, right? It doesn't mean that the need is not valid, but it can mean that the way you are received is too much for someone who might be coming from a more, um, full place or they are depleted themselves. I honestly, I think someone should cash at me just off that alone (laughs) because I feel like that made a lot of sense. I feel like that made a lot that of sense. That was good. Thank you. I was I was fishing for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so that much. That was good. Thank you. Now, what you <laughs> described earlier about the reach, when you said the thing, I remember that moment. I remember that moment. I know exactly where we were when I said that. mm mm-hmm. um, That what you're asking for is not too much. Uh, when you, when someone, when we don't have the experience of those needs ever being met easily, it's really hard to believe that. Um, so, but, so that's just kind of like a, I just wanted to bring that back to the forefront because can you read it again? So we can hear it again.
0: What I need is not too much to ask and it comes to me easily.
1: Mm, It comes to me easily. So that's our hope y'all. Please get with some people who can give it to you easily. And it might not be who you expect. It might not be who you expect the the person who is reflecting back to you who you are if the if the mirror is broken like if it's not a good fit you're not going to get good information about yourself so then we end up walking away with distortions like I'm too much or I'm too sensitive when in reality if you go to a good fit a mirror that is clean that sees you clearly that sees you for who you really are and that is presenting as who they really are and it's a good fit you don't get that same feedback
0: people reflect back to you who they are depending on how well they are working on themselves and how how they view and see themselves
1: totally People have heard of ver- versions of that before, right? Like people can only give you what they got. That's essentially what we're saying. What, you, mm-hmm. what you're ca- what you're capping this with, and mm-hmm. I don't think you can hear it enough because it's so true. But it's such a it's such a disappointing and e- an emotional experience of not being able to get what you would like to get from someone, or when someone is mm-hmm. not who you wish that they would be. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a that's, a that's such an emotional experience that it's so easy to forget this very simple truth that people are literally only able to give you what they have got to give like you cannot dig deeper in the well than they've dug like you cannot go deeper um so there's that and then also if someone just doesn't want to give it to you because I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the truth right here I have a depth that is deep (laughs) like I don't it's deep <laughs> but but I, I'm I, I'm gonna be honest with you. There are certain there not everybody, just because I have it doesn't mean that everybody gets it. And so mm-hmm. um some people whether so again, like whether this is you you who's listening, whether it's you or it's the other person that you that you have in mind, um they might have you or you might have a limit to what you are willing to give for whatever reasons that you do. Maybe that that person isn't a, isn't a safe person for you. So you don't want to give it like that. Um, it's not, or it, uh, giving or giving like that doesn't align with who they are to you. Like not, not everyone is deserving of having the depths of you, uh, or someone doesn't feel that way. Some, or someone feels that way about you and they're like, Oh, I have, I have more to give. And you might sense that in them, but if someone's not, again, able and willing to do it, it's not happening, and you just get frustrated. So that's so good. We can mm-hmm. stay on that. I mean, that's a whole podcast episode in and of itself, but we have to move on. What do people, we've talked already about, a whole lot about different things in relationships, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. What do people need to know about relationships? I think you already said something so great, but what else? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm sorry, Taylor, but that I have to because the cups, like the cup. I have to tell them about the cup, Taylor. Ahead. I Go have ahead. to. Go ahead, do it. Because the cups are so important. Yes. If you and we talked about this in retreat, mm-hmm. if you have a capacity, you the listener has a capacity that is one leader. Mm-hmm. And the person you are with only has a capacity. That is eight ounces. Mm -hmm. Now you have a decision to make. You have to know if you want to try to be okay with those eight ounces, because that's all they got. Mm -hmm. That's all they got. Or if in my case where, you know, you're single and you are dating or you're moving on, of course, as Hill always says, it's different as it applies to marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about that, so I'm not going to go into that realm. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in relationships, you have to accept where that person is at and where you're at. And I think even in relationships that you do want to like really work on, whether it be like a family relationship or a marriage, you have to realize this is all that person has to give. You cannot force them to be more than what is. Yes.
1: Gosh. So now. Keep going. Go.
0: Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. So now you you have the option to accept that and work through that. Like, what are you going to do now? And I think that's what Taylor is so good at helping people realize is, okay, you got a leader. This person got eight ounces, what are like what would you like to do?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. You you're really, really good at taking a lot of information and giving like a very clear it's almost like, like I literally just imagined like, um, you know, like a, like a book of quotes or something. It's like where like every page might be a quote. I feel like you're really good at mm-hmm. like giving someone that page. Like you're like, this is the, this these are the two lines you need to walk away with. You're very good at taking a lot of information and being like, this is the main point. So I have to tell you that. Thank it's you, a Taylor. very um, impressive skill.
0: Thank you so much. I take a lot of notes and I do love to take notes and be organized, but I think Mm -hmm. that, and I think you helped me do this Taylor because, and it was something that you told me about, um, being anxious because when I first started meeting with you, I was identified as anxious Mm preoccupied. And you told me that when you have something that you need to tell somebody, you can't give it to them in a, Mm-hmm. Yeah. in the whole spiel because you're gonna lose them so you have to have one to two clear concise yes. sentences that yes. you are gonna say so that they understand what the actual issue is mm-hmm. Yeah. and ever since then I've been i worked a lot on yes I have so much but how can I condense this so that I can understand and so that they can understand
1: well, you're doing a great job because you're so clear and it's very, very digestible. So, so helpful. Um, so the, so when I asked the question, what do people need to know about relationships? And you said like, it's, it's what someone's capacity, being able to accept what their capacity is. This problem is embedded in all of the other issues you're a 34 ounce person. This other person's an eight person. A lot of issues that people are coming with is I want them to be a 34. I want them to be a 34. I want them to be a 34 and you've got to release it. (laughs) You have to release it. Even when it's your parent, even when it's your husband, even Mm -hmm. when it's your wife, even Mm -hmm. when it's your boyfriend, even when it's a person you're interested in, even when it's your high school sweetheart, even when it's your whatever, even when it's your child. OK, it's literally applies to every single relationship. You've got to accept this person for who they are. Um, you put boundaries in place for where who they are it bothers you way too much. And you have you need boundaries there to help create healthy space so you don't continue to become triggered. But also I want to give the hope here a hope here that when you do effectively do this, especially with people who you're going to be around anyway, bosses, husbands, um, moms, dads, wives, What your kids when you're especially when it's people who are going to be around anyway when you effectively do this Okay, when you effectively do this you end up being able to appreciate this person for who they actually are When and when you remove this this the expectation um, Of the role that you have in mind for them And allow them to be who they are You're more able to appreciate the parts of them that are enough um Because again, if you, if you look at, if I'm not looking at you like a 34 ounce person when you're really an eight, when I start looking at you like an eight and I train myself to look at you like an eight ouncer, then suddenly when you're on, when you're doing your eight ouncer thing, you're doing awesome. Great job. You're giving me all eight. You know what I mean? It's a mindset shift. It's a perception shift, right? Like instead of being like, ah, I'm missing, I'm missing 20 something ounces. If I'm looking at you like you're an eight ouncer because you are, well then. When you do, when you do show up, I'm able to see you as being sufficient, as being enough. I'm able to treat you that way. So, so and, that way, we literally I could just talk about that? This. that
0: mm-hmm. Please, being an eight-ouncer is not a bad thing. It's all you got, and it's all you got to give right now. Yeah, and you don't constantly have to remain in the eight ounces, but that's not up to you. As the thirty-four ounces, that is up to the person who is eight ounces to want more. So you can always be better. They can always get better like,
1: <laughs> on their own. Um, on their own will. On their on own their will. own will. It's always helpful to put yourself in to to remember that we've all been an eight-ounce person in some regard, and yes. and right now you are being an eight-ouncer to someone somewhere. Like there is someone <laughs> somewhere in your life right now that you are not giving your all. And so it's always helpful in with anything to be like, okay, where have I also been this way? And how would I, how would I like someone to treat me when all I've got is my eight? What do people need to know about themselves?
0: People need to know about themselves, um, about yourself. Things get better. That is the biggest thing that mm-hmm. I've learned with Taylor. Things always get better. They are like, and you just have to believe that they can get better. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds fantastical. Like it's mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you may be sitting listening to this podcast and thinking, but, but I don't see how. Mm-hmm. You, it's literally just a belief. It's honestly the way you believe that things get better That's when they start to get better. I believe that this can get better. I believe that I can be better. I believe that I can do better. And it always, it always starts to evolve and you just start to slowly see yourself at first getting better. And then you're making all these bounds and leaps and you're like, Oh my gosh, something that triggered me so much in the past. Mm -hmm. A year ago, I didn't, I didn't feel like this. Like that person would have said this to me and I would have been ready to go, ready to eat them for breakfast. And today I am, I don't feel, in fact, I feel different about this situation. I don't feel like it is as intense as I really thought it was. So things always can get better. Yeah,
1: it is wild, like how um, the things that I have been depressed about, anxious about, couldn't eat about, couldn't sleep about, crying on the floor about, um, I mean, random bursts of tears about, uh, beg, just begging about, I I mean, when I even say this, I know people hear this and they can't even believe it. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. that's how far removed I am is it's, it's, it's like, it's almost unbelievable Let's take a quick break. As you may know, I am not taking one-on-ones, new one-on-ones after March 31st. However, Reattach is back. I am so excited. Can you hear it in my voice? Y'all, the information is on my site if I start talking about it it's going to be a whole nother episode within this episode but the information is on my website I am go under the classes tab and you're going to see reattach y'all that's my signature program we haven't done it in over four months in about four months okay it is revamped there's new stuff okay I got to tell you a little bit two-hour coaching group once a week for eight weeks yes we're adding two weeks to reattach yes i'm excited two more weeks than i've run before so eight weeks rather than six and two debriefing groups are going to be available as well for no additional charge y'all two debriefing groups on sunday and thursday night for an hour i think these are huge value ads the pdf guide is already at 70 pages but it's going to be even more you're going to get so much more out of it than it's already been than it's already been giving it's giving even more than it's been giving please read the reviews on site that was before the revamp so i'm just so excited to um i'm so excited to do this again y'all i'm so excited to do it again the information is on site and i'm looking forward to having you What, what you're highlighting a lot in this episode is how much we are in our own way. Yes, there are real yeah. impacts of people's behaviors towards us. Yes, there are real impacts to things like breakups or um, trauma and all these things. Like all, of those, all of these things are real. And we also play a role in how these things stick to us and the way that we move through these things. And one of the ways that you're highlighting that we get st- – Um, that keeps us held back is by literally just believing that it really is the most terrible thing that is ever going to happen to you. And you're never going to get over it. And you're going to feel this way forever. I mean, I know what that's like to actually, actually, actually feel, actually believe that I am going to feel this terrible pain for the rest of my life. That's so extreme and it's not a judgment for anyone who feels that way right now, but we're just highlighting like that. It's actually not true. It's just not true. It's a lie. It's a deception. It's not actually real. It feels real, but that's not the reality. Um, and one of the ways that you actually get to the reality is by being at least willing. All I need is an opening. I need you at least willing to see that it could possibly be different. I need to believe that it can get better. Okay, um, now retreat. So, y'all, um, the reattach team, by the way, I put y'all on the website, which is really exciting. I literally just did it today. So, you can go on there and look, Alexandria. You're on, y'all are on there. It's very exciting. So, the reattach retreat team. Um, so, y'all, Alexandria did one-on-ones. You didn't actually do reattach, right? I did do reattach. See, I I felt like, I was like, she did. She didn't. She did. And I, I was like, maybe she didn't. <laughs> Oh, you did reattach during your one on ones. It wasn't two separate things. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Um, okay, so you did that. Then you um, came to the reattach retreat, which we did in person in Atlanta. And now you're on the reattach team, which is so exciting. It's I'm literally so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be so freaking fun. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. So I want to know, out of one-on-ones, out of groups in the retreat, and being on the retreat team, give us a little nugget on each. You've been in everything.
0: Right. So, for one-on-ones, definitely, it was just the real, like, and Taylor's always hot, like, trust me. And in my church, you're humble, open, transparent. Taylor's always hot. (laughs) And one-on-ones, even though Taylor is always hot, you get raw Taylor, and that is my favorite part. And some people would say that's crazy. That's well, what do you mean? Like, why would you like that? And the reason is because I was one of those people that needed, like, I need mean, you know, pull me out of that. Like,
1: just, tell be, just tell me, just tell me
0: what is drag it drag me out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, because I'm from New York, I need you to clap me up a little bit, you know? So you know New York we're a little bit rough. So, you know, it's Taylor, she comes in like, Oh yeah. And then she's like, Nah, this is not gonna work. Hold on. Let me rephrase. Like so, and that's that's what I needed. And that was my favorite part of being in ones and just also being able to see myself reframe a lot of my thinking. So yeah. that was a lot of my favorite part of one-on-ones. For Reattach, I think it was being in a group setting where um, I was able to see other people who were just like me because yeah. sometimes we tend to feel isolated and alone and like, oh God, we're the only people going through this. Lord, help me, please. Like, <laughs> And... Help me please, know, please. Wayne, please, help me, please, man. please, <laughs> please, please, <laughs> please. miserable, and yeah. It's just miserable. Tears on the floor. All oh, the stuff that yeah. I, said, I resonate with, that so much, right, like, so miserable. You're, you're you're in the shower crying, crying. Like, music video, always you're crying, just, oh, just crying, oh, <laughs> like. <mess. laughs> <laughs> just in the so middle of funny. your day the tears start coming yeah. like,
1: but you could be anywhere it, it, cry, driving <laughs> <laughs> you could be you about to, it's bad Anyway,
0: <laughs> but just experiencing that like <laughs> deep feeling with other women and knowing that you weren't alone like you weren't just this person that was just so like like I used to think I was crazy like I used to think I was like psychotic for thinking the things that I thought like. and just knowing that no this this happens to other people like other people feel this way as well like people feel anxious people feel like doom like this is the worst thing that could happen or if I don't keep my hand on this situation it's going to break so yeah, it was not that was my favorite part mm-hmm. yeah oh, and wow. then mm-hmm. <laughs> and then for retreat, it was even it it was oh, yeah. I think for me it was being in person. Yeah. Right? But not only being in person, it was being in person and noticing the shift in my thought pattern mm-hmm. and being able to reach other women where they were mm-hmm. and saying You can be better. This does get better. Mm -hmm. This situation doesn't have to remain the same. And the only factor in this situation is you.
1: Yeah.
0: Like at any point that you're ready, you can come on over, be here with us. Just Mm -hmm. believe it. Believe it's good. And it is.
1: Yeah. That's so, so, there's so many things about this. One is that you, uh, we not on the. Re- I didn't have a reattached team when I did this first retreat. Brittany and Brittany were helping. Um, were there to help facilitate, mm-hmm. um, which was great. And but I did. I literally did not have any help with planning this. But when you, um, so you came not as someone to like intentionally. To be in a place where you were able to see ahead of other people, but you, but that just naturally happened, and I knew that would happen because I knew Mm -hmm. I worked with people in different capacities. So there were there were going to be people who were new to what they needed, were new to the journey, and there were going to be people who who were farther ahead. And so I love that you that it was just a very natural kind of. Thing for you to be mm-hmm. able to notice that oh we're in different places and you, but you're still able to communicate with them with with other people in a way where it doesn't feel like I'm better than you but in a way where I actually just can mm-hmm. relate to you so that's really good. Another mm-hmm. thing that I um was thinking that came to my mind earlier but I'm glad that I lost it and it came back now was that one of the reasons why the reattach retreat was such a positive experience for everyone was because everyone was about the same, um, the same capacity. Like it was just such a powerful experience for people to, I think it's like, like I said earlier, so many people don't even know that other people can meet their needs easily. What you said earlier, mm-hmm. actually, rather well, what you said, well, what you said that I said and reattach <laughs> at the retreat, right? What you reminded me <laughs> of that. I said at the retreat today, um, that was the reality of the retreat was that so many people didn't have the experience of being with others who could easily understand them, easily meet their needs, easily understand their language, easily communicate, easily relate. I mean, it the flow of the retreat was so easy. And when you think about how deep it was and how tough some of the things were that people brought up, it's like, that to to, I love that people could walk away from that experience knowing that I'm not too much like this is not a wild ask for someone to care or for someone to be able to reflect to me who I am for someone to be able to see me as positive and good and likable right like so um I say that to say this that like it's to the, to your point about the the ounces, right? It's like, that's what it feels like to be with people who have the same capacities as you. (laughs) Like, it's just an easy flow and you get a lot done and it's, and it's positive and it's friendly. (laughs) It's like, like, that's what that's that it was. It was literally secure attachment in real life. Literally. I was like, that's, that's how you do it in real life. So I'm so excited about this retreat. Um, we've been meeting for a couple of weeks now, or months now. I don't even how many. I don't know. Remember, but we've been meeting, and it's been good. And our, we are going to have a retreat in okay. December. And I want to know what you're excited about.
0: About this? Oh time my around. gosh, I'm I'm so excited for. Just first of all, I know there's going to be new people there. Like I'm so excited mm-hmm. for new people. I'm so excited to see the people that I first came to reattach with. Mm-hmm. But I'm so excited to see new people and new faces because that is showing that like your work, Taylor, that I'm so grateful for and so grateful to be now a part of, um, is reaching so many people. And when I say like when we sat in that room mm-hmm. It was people of different races, ethnicities, religions, backgrounds sitting in that room, just healing and being together, and knowing that it's okay. Like you, you're you're gonna be okay. Everything is gonna be great. And just to add more people to that and see it reach so far, this message—that's what I'm most excited about. Um, just being able to be a part of that experience because. The first experience is amazing, and I just can only imagine how much more amazing this is gonna be like I'm so I'm so excited. I can't even <laughs> I can't even pinpoint one thing because something good always comes out of these groups, and when we're in person, it's just so much better because you have people that you can be in community with, people that you still talk to. From when Even when the retreat is over, people that you can just come together with, that you can trust and be honest and open with and be hot with. So it, it's really an amazing experience, and I am so grateful to be a part of it.
1: Thanks. I'm so glad that you are. Um, and I, I'm excited for you to see the kind of... Um, the kind of impact that you can have with other with other women because you're just naturally naturally fit for this kind of thing and I um I am just I'm just blown away. I I just reached out to a couple of people. I, cause I I put the reviews on my site today too. I mean, I was like, wow, there was Phoenix, Arizona, we had California, we had New York, we had South Carolina, we had um a bunch of we had some what was the Midwest one I don't know there were a lot of different people coming from, from different areas but I emailed them today <laughs> um, emailed them back because I needed um I'd read their reviews a while ago a couple of times but today I'd reached out to some to some of them who or to everyone who had ri- almost everyone who had written one um because I needed something else from them but I told them I was like I'm literally just now getting to a place where I can't even process what we even did. Like it's been such a whirlwind. Um it's like right after the retreat ended. I'm telling you, like I told y'all, the next the next day I got on the um Brittany and I talk all the time. Brittany Stewart and uh I was like, Brittany, I know what we need to do. And it was the next day. I literally I was like taking a nap from the retreat. I was like, I know I have to reach out to these women. I I named I named y'all and then uh I was like I have to reach out and we, we I think that they need to be a part of this next year. I didn't go into the retreat even thinking about December 2023, but it was so clear and obvious to me after right after it was done that there was something really really important <laughs> that we were doing. And I don't think that we really can I have a, the I have a vision, but even then Um, we really don't, you really don't know, Alexandria, how, how, how important this is. I know that, you know, it's important, but I don't think that you know how impactful and important this really is. And I, I, and you know me, like, I'm really talking about this when I talk about this at this point, y'all, I'm not even talking, this is not like Taylor's idea, (laughs) like at this point. It has a demand on me, right? Like, I am not making this thing, like, move in a certain way. It's like, but there is a demand that the world has on getting this problem solved. And I am so grateful for y'all to be a part of it. You, Erica, Orion, India, Tia, Brittany, um, did I name everybody? Yes, and Alexandria. So, for y- I'm so grateful for y'all to be a part of it because there's no way that I could do this myself. Not just the retreat, but everything else that's going to be attached to this work. So I just have to, like, I have to tell you that. It's very, very, very important. I mean, people's kids, kids are, are going to be affected. P- people that aren't even born yet. People that haven't been conceived. Now I'm about to get on. I'm on a soapbox now. People that have not been conceived. They're kids, kids, kids. Are affected the same way that people have the have the um, people experience the effect of maybe multi generational divorces or multi generational depression um, or codependency. I had an episode about generational codependency like three three seasons back. So so it's a, so it's a thing. Or even just just your parents, not you necessarily, not you in particular, Alexandria, but general you. Like you're our parents who had issues that then the adult children now are dealing with. When you heal these attachment issues, you fix, you heal things that, I mean, it doesn't, it, I can't, I cannot express how big of a deal it is and how important it is. Um, it's it's not just, a, it, it, it's not just about, oh, I'm not anxious anymore. Like you're talking about like changing people's lives and their, and their, and lives after them. So I just want to tell you that it's a big deal.
0: It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, you know, I actually think this is a huge deal, Taylor. Like, I don't know if you know there's this gospel song um, and it's called The Blessing. And I just wanted to read it because I do feel like, like just this one part of the lyric, I do feel like this is what this is. Mm -hmm. And... The lyrics go, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and the your children, children and their the children, children and the their, children. their children. So yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that's yeah. how I feel yeah. about this retreat yeah. because I don't feel like this is just a earthly move. I feel like this is a God move. Like, I feel yeah. like this is something that God is calling you to do. And have people be a part of this because it is gonna bless so many generations. Yeah. Like you don't even know this stuff is real stuff and this stuff is 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 something that literally can freeze a person where they are. Yeah. And for somebody to be taken out of that Frozen bondage and realize that life can be better. That's a god move.
1: Mm. It's a big deal, folks. Thank you for reading that. It's <laughs> a big deal. We're excited. I mean, I'm like, I mean, when we put all of all of our brains and hearts together and we of the same mind and like to have for everyone, because I, I mean, I'm such a. If there's any place that I still have con- still have an issue with control, it's with my work that's a fact. If I had a control issues with my work, so to, to even, um, for God to even move my heart in such a way to where I had to ask six people <laughs> to where I was like, I had six people who I'm going to let in on this. That's all right. That is a, a, a miracle in and of itself, because that's not something that I would uh, have chosen to do. I promise you would not have chosen to do that on my own. Um, but I, I also, knew that with y'all that there was some it wasn't just because there's some. how do I explain this I don't even maybe I how do I explain this um I just knew that because because it's not like um I didn't I hardly talked to Tia at the at the reach honestly Tia and I did not have a lot of personal time together. A lot of personal time together at the retreat. Um Erica and I didn't have a whole lot of personal we had some communications before the retreat and stuff. We didn't have a whole lot of personal time together. Like they weren't in my small group like stuff like that. But I knew that there was something about this group that was going to be able to grasp or become able to grasp how big of a deal and how weighty this is and to take it really seriously. And everyone has, right? Like everyone has. And, um, so I just, um, I, we really can't even imagine what kind of impact this is going to have, not just this December, but in, in Decembers after this and in other retreats after this and how this is, how this is going to, um, how this is going to help people in such a big way. I mean, it blows me away. It blows me away. So, um, like Alexandria said, y'all, it's for, uh, it's for women. So it's for, it's for all women. We had all different, we had all again, different races, different places, different nationalities, right? Like, so come, <laughs> you should come. Um, I need to put the wait list up on my website so people can go ahead and start putting their name on the list. But, um, yeah, it's going to be really amazing. Thank you, Alexandra. Are there any last, any, any, any last wrap up things, whether it's about retreat or anything else that we talked about, anything you want to leave us with? Yeah. You got to be there guys.
0: You got to be, I can't, there's no words that I can describe. Um, There's no words. When Taylor put it up on the website, I just remember seeing it and it was almost like I was like you got to move, you got to go, you have to go, you have to go there. And I was just like, oh man, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do this? Um, but I had to be there, and you have got to come. Like it, it blessed me so much. It changed, it changed, literally changed my life. Because some of the things that were said in that retreat, like you can't duplicate them, you mm-hmm. can't duplicate moments, and yeah. um, just feelings of togetherness and just, you know, just a an event that is so, I can't even describe it. It just yeah. grips you at your core.
1: Thank you so much for sharing everything that you have um, shared. It's going to be so helpful for so many people. I don't think I could say this is so good enough. <laughs> it
0: really is.
1: Really, really good. <laughs> I appreciate you. It my
0: pleasure, Taylor. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all. Remember, you can go to my website, IamTaylorChandler.com. It's linked in the show notes below. And uh, you can check out what's available. Reattach is coming back April 18th. So excited. Um, Information on site, frequently asked questions on site. Email me if you have other questions. Taylor at IamTaylorChandler.com. The Reattach 2023 retreat is the planning is underway the development is underway y'all so this is an exciting year I'm looking forward to seeing you in person in December I'm looking forward to seeing you on zoom in a couple of weeks I'm looking forward to hearing about all the changes that are happening that are going to happen in your life you are due for them you oh well. Oh, 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 don't let me get started you are due for them I cannot wait for the coaching group to start on April 18 I hope that you consider joining I'll see you there